Come on, Ignite Church, if you know that it is God's breath in your lungs, give him a shout of hallelujah! Come on now, I can't worship God for you. Your neighbor cannot worship God for you. This is the first Sunday in the month of June 2022. You are alive, you are well, you are here, you are standing. Come on, Ignite, you can do better than that. Give it up for the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords, the I am that I am, the Asian of days. Give God a shout! Hallelujah! You may be seated. God bless you. Let's give it up for Adam. So um, they've been amazing today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Good afternoon, Ignite Church. Whoa. <laughs> Good afternoon, Ignite Church. Let's try that again. Good afternoon. Um, I hope you're all excited. I know like the, the, the tangent show is coming up shortly after this. Um, I'm excited for that as well, um, to see like, different expressions of talent. Um, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming to church today. Uh, if you're joining us online um, from all across the world, wherever you're joining us from, thank you for joining us. Um, we are very very glad you chose to join us today. You had so many options, um, and we're very grateful that you joined us today. Um, for those that are celebrating their birthdays, happy birthday again. Um, thank you for worshiping with, it, with Ignite Church and celebrating um, your birthday with us today. Um, my prayer is that um, as you celebrate, uh, as you go into this new year, you will not know a better yesterday in your life in Jesus' name. Um, your path will shine brighter and brighter in the mighty name of Jesus. And God will crown this new year for you with favor and with his goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, last week, uh, we started looking at the topic of gratitude. Um, gratitude as its benefits. That was the topic. And I remember, like I mentioned, that like we should do an exercise, you know, where we take some time out and just pause during our day and just reflect on the goodness of God and actually thank him, think about the no good things he has done for, for you. Um, how many of us did that? Yeah. And you don't need to raise up your hand. Uh, but yeah. Um, I just want to share something, because like, I, I, I did it, right? Um, and as I said, it wasn't like, you know, 30 minutes or something. Just, just you know, a few minutes, sometimes a few seconds, right? Um, and something the only Spirit brought to my remembrance in the midst of everything was, there was a while back where, I was feeling this pain in my um, left knee, right? So anytime I'm going up the stairs, I feel this very sharp pain that sometimes like, I have to like, hold on to something because you know, I would almost want to fall and it comes and goes um, like that. And I remember I went, um, doing my annual physical, I went to the doctor's office, I complained to her and she asked me to get an x-ray done. So um, I think they print you um, a slip of paper for you to take, um, you know, to the place where you get your x-ray done. And the only spirit just reminded me that I never actually got that x-ray done. Um, and like, I, I forgot, right? God healed me and I forgot about it. Um, just, you know, showing how, like, you know, it takes intentionality, you know, for us, you know, to, to, to actually trace God and to make sure that we're expressing our gratitude to him. So I would encourage you, if you didn't do it this week, um, it's not too late, just, you know, take some time out. Um, think of his goodness. God has been good to us. Um, that 
I can tell you, um, if there is anything good that you can point to in your life, it is God, and you owe God thanks for that. And God will bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're going to continue um, um, in, in that um, light, just um, looking at the second part of you know, gratitude as its benefit. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We appreciate you for the privilege and the opportunity you've given us to be alive today. Uh, it is not a right. It's a privilege. Um, thank you, O God, Heavenly Father, uh, for preserving us. Thank you for visiting us to wake us up this morning. We appreciate you, O God. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we have come to learn at your feet. Open up your word, O God. Let us behold wondrous things from your word this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay. Let's, uh... So, um, just a quick recap of what we looked at. Um, we defined gratitude, and we said gratitude is a lifestyle of genuine appreciation of the act of God in your life. Um, it's not something we do um, periodically. It's not something we do once in a while. It's not something we do based on our emotions, um, how we feel. Um, it's something that should be a lifestyle. Like we should, you know, have an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude in everything that we do. We also said it's a quality of being grateful and wanting to express your thanks. So uh, we said it's not enough for you to just feel grateful. You have to express um, your thanks um, to the person who is responsible um, for that good thing that you're grateful for. And we looked at Psalm 107, verse 8 to 9. It says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. So we should continually give thanks to God, not just for the things he has done for us, no matter how um, little or insignificant it seems, um, but also for who he is, because God is good. And as we've established, right, um, every good thing comes from God. So if it's good, it is God. And if you can trace any good thing in your life at all, you owe God gratitude. You owe God thanks. And we said gratitude must be expressed, right? Uh, we looked at James chapter 5, verse 13, uh, the Living Bible. It says, is anyone among you suffering? He should keep on praying about it, Right? Uh, the funny thing is we don't need encouragement for this, um, for the first part, right? Like, you know, when we need something, we know how to be persistent in prayer. We know how to go for prayer meetings. Uh, you know, there's fasting. Like, we do everything we need to do. Um, you need to get a job. You need a promotion. Um, you know, maybe immigration status, whatever it is. If you are trusting God for something, uh, we know to pray, right? We know to continue praying until we see the answers or we receive the physical manifestation of the answers to our prayers, but the second part of it says, and those who have a reason to be thankful should continually be singing praises to the Lord. Right? This is the part where we want to do, like, you know, silently, right? Like, yeah, I feel, I feel thankful, like, you know, I'm grateful to God, um, but we don't actually take any action, right? We don't, we don't do anything about it. You just feel it. And we said it is not enough that you feel it. It needs to be expressed. Um, the gratitude that you don't express is received by the other person, like the person who did that good thing for you. The gratitude that you don't express is received as ingratitude, right? So as long as you, know, you didn't communicate, you didn't say anything, say, oh, thank you so much for what you did for me, 
or even in our natural uh, um, horizontal relationships, um, if someone gives you something nice and you don't say thank you, or you wait until like two, three months after before you come back to say thank you, and they just say, oh yeah, don't bother about it. What I'm just telling you is that when I'm looking for something, someone to do something for the next time, I won't think about you, right? Because you know, it took you like this long for you to wake up and come and say thank you. So God is always waiting to see those that will come back and express their gratitude when he does any good thing. I mean, looked at the story of um, the 10 lepers um, from the book of Luke, Luke 17. And we said, like, you know, why, you know, if you ask the other nine that didn't come back to say thank you to Jesus, they were probably feeling grateful as well, right? But only one of them, when he saw that he, he, he was healed, he took a corresponding action. He took time out to go back to Jesus to say thank you. And the Bible recorded that, you know, Jesus said your faith has made you old, right? So, uh, you know, God, God further blessed him as a result of, you know, the man expressing his gratitude to Jesus. And that is what happens, like, you know, when we give, when we express our gratitude, gratitude to God, you know, by thanking him, by praising him, uh, it blesses us in return, right? So the more you thank God about something, you know, what, whatever it is you thank God for, you see more of it in your life. Um, Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7, uh, New King James Version. It says, Let the people praise you, O God. Let the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield our increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So that's what happens when we praise God. It blesses us. And the kind of blessing here is saying, like, you know, the whole earth will fear him in reverence, right? Everybody will be able to see that the God is at work in your life by, you know, the magnitude of the testimonies. Like, it should be so evident to everybody to see that, you know, this is beyond you. It's something that is, is not something you can do all by yourself. Um, I remember this. Um, it, it's a fable, right? Um, it's not a true story. Um, I heard about um, there was, you know, a certain, like, village where there was a bridge and there was an ant waiting to cross the bridge. And while he was waiting, there was an elephant coming to cross the same bridge. So the ant asked the elephant for a ride. So climbed on the shoulder of the elephant and, you know, went on the bridge. And as the elephant was going, the bridge was shaking. So much so that everybody in the village, like, they knew that you know, something, something is going on. And when they got to the other end, the ant said to the elephant, wow, we shook that bridge, right? So what that just means is when you, you praise God, God does amazing things in your life that, you know, what people can see is like, it is you, but it, you know yourself that this is not you. This is God doing something through you. This is God using you to showcase his glory to the world. And we talked about the benefits. We looked at um, five benefits last week. We said, you know, gratitude is the will of God for you. So in everything, um, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks to God, for this is the perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. And the second um, benefit we looked at was gratitude unlocks the supernatural power of God in your life. And that was from John 6.11, um, when Jesus fed the um, 5,000. Um, and we saw that before he could access the supernatural, he had to give thanks. Verse 11 says, Then Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks to God and passed them out to the people. Afterwards, he did the same with the fish. 
and everyone ate until full. And the fourth one we looked at was, it's the third one, pardon me, was it strengthens your faith. So Romans 4.20, talking about Abraham, right? That no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubting questions concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to the Lord. Like when you know, we praise God for the things he has done in our lives, it inspires faith in us. Because now we know that if you know, we can trace God in those other things, we can believe God that whatever it is, the current situation is, God can also come through and do it. Because it's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And the fourth one we looked at was, it positions you for more blessings, right? As we've said, you know, the more you thank God, the more he multiplies, you know, what you're thanking him for. And the fifth one, we said gratitude leads to joy. And we read from Isaiah 35, verse 10, it says, those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and money will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. So when we're grateful, when we're, you know, always looking at what God has done for us and we're thanking him continually, when we live a lifestyle of gratitude, uh, we're always joyful, right? We talked about, you know, if anyone knows anybody that's always complaining um, around them, like you know how you always want to avoid them, right? So. Um, same thing uh, when how you signal to everyone in the kingdom of God that you are ready for more is by how much you show your gratitude. It's not by complaining. So today we're going to look at um, ways to express gratitude. So we've talked about you know the benefits of gratitude. We've talked about you know um, gratitude must be expressed. Um, it's not an option. Like if God has done something good for you, then you have to express it. It's not enough that you're thinking about it. It's not enough that you, know, you feel grateful. Um, it has to be expressed for it to count. So how do we express gratitude? Uh, the first one is through prayer. We express gratitude through prayer. Uh, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. See, when it comes to prayer, um, you know, a lot of people have reduced prayer to a time where, you know, we go to God with our shopping list. Uh, you know, we go, we have a list of demands, and we just go to God, and uh, we just, you know, talk at God, like, God, I want this, God, I want this, God, I want that, God, I want, in Jesus' name, I'm afraid, amen. We don't even wait for him to respond. Uh, we're just in it for what we want to get. That is a very limited uh, um, view on prayer. Like, prayer is so much more. Uh, the simplest definition of prayer is prayer is communicating with God. And, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to God and communicating your needs to God. There's nothing to feel guilty about. That is absolutely fine. In fact, he invites us to do so, right? But if that's the only thing we do, um, if that's the only thing um, we use our prayer, our time of communion, our time of you know, communication with God, if that's all we do to just ask for things, um, then we would miss out on that supernatural 
power of God. If we don't learn to communicate our gratitude to God in prayer, then our prayer life will be in, ineffective at best. And it will be very frustrating. Why? Because we will come back uh, you know, many times than we want empty-handed. And the reason is simple. God has laid down certain conditions by which we can approach him. Uh, we looked at that and we talked about that last week, right? That, you know, God is the king. And in the palace, you don't just barge into the palace to talk to a king. Um, there are protocols you have to follow if you are to be granted audience with the king. So in the kingdom of God, there is no access to the presence of God without thanksgiving and praise. Nothing else guarantees us access to the manifestation of, you know, the presence of God, right? We know, like, you know, God is everywhere, you know, at, you know, every time, right? But God is not actively doing something every, everywhere at the same time. What makes the presence of God to manifest in our lives is our gratitude expressed through thanksgiving and praise. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You can't access the presence of God without praise and thanksgiving. It's, it's just that simple, right? Um, you can stand at the gate, because the Bible here is saying like you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So you can get to the gate and start shouting, Right? You can get to the gates and start shouting and wailing and, you know, just asking and begging, right? That's what happens, like, you know, when, you know, we have no, you know, understanding of prayer. And, you know, sometimes that might work. You know, God is a merciful God. He can look at you and, you know, be like, okay, like, you know, just, just take what you want and go. But that's not the way. That's not the established protocol. That's not the guaranteed way to get the attention of God. The way is to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Without that, we'll be missing out on the supernatural power of God. Long prayers don't release, you know, the power of God. It's not about, you know, acrobatics. It's not about praying for two hours or three hours or four hours or five hours. Uh, if you don't follow the set principles of God, if you don't follow the set protocol in the kingdom of God, you will not gain access to the presence of God. So the first way we express our gratitude is by praying with thanksgiving. Making our request known to God with thanksgiving is what opens the door to the supernatural power of God that we discussed as one of the benefits last week. That's um, another... Um, verse of scripture is from Colossians 4 verse 2. It says, be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. Right? So what the scripture is saying more or less is don't come to God. Don't make a request without thanksgiving. Number two. The second way um, for us to express our gratitude to God is by singing praises to him. By singing praises to him. Psalm 68 verse 4. 
I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says, sing praises to God and to his name. Sing loud praises to him who rides the cloud. As you know, I said previously, uh, when it comes to praising God, it's not something that you do like, you know, um, I'm just you know, praising God in my heart. Um, I feel very thankful for what God has done for me. You have to actually express it, right? Because when you are praying for that thing, um, you know, your voice was very loud. So when it's time for you to thank God for what he has done for you, you have to open your mouth and offer him praise. I want us to, you know, just open your Bible um, to Psalm 22, verse 3. Um, I'm reading the King James Version, um, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But it says, But thou art only, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Right? So here it's saying that God inhabits the praises of his people. Um, I mentioned last week that praise and thanksgiving is one thing that God does not denigrate. Where genuine praise and thanksgiving is going on, God himself comes and dwells and inhabits the praises of his people. And he can hear, right? It, it's, it's not, there's no collective praise. There's no collective thanksgiving. Yes, we are gathered together under the umbrella of Ignite Church, but God can hear each and every one of us, like each individual voice. So I'm not praising God for you. You're not praising God for me. God is expecting to hear from you. God is expecting you to sing his praises yourself. And what this verse of scripture is saying, like he inhabits the praises of his, of his people. And while I was preparing for this, I read that you know, the Hebrew word translated to inhabit in the scripture also means to sit on. So we can say that God sits on the praises of his people or he sits on the praises of Israel. Right? And God is king. And one thing we know from the Bible regarding where God sits is that God sits on a throne. Right? So Acts 7 verse 49. Um, you can also see that in Psalm 11 verse 4. You know, it tells us that the throne of God is in heaven. So if you can give me um, the same verse of scripture, Psalm 22 verse 3. I um, mean, NKJV or NIV. So, God sits on the praises of his people. And Psalm 22, verse 3. And we said that, you know, the seat of God is, you know, it has to be a throne. God sits on a throne. So, um, if you check the um, New King James Version, it says, he's enthroned in the praises of his people, right? So, you know, it's translated as enthroned, so what happens is when we're praising God, he shows up and sits on our praises. And what our praise actually does, it, it builds a throne where God can come and sit and dwell and tabernacle with us. And when God comes, like when you're praising God concerning whatever situation you're in, you're just giving God praise, you're worshiping him, you're thanking him, that is you acknowledging that Lord, in the midst of this challenge, in the midst of this situation, good or bad, I am acknowledging your kingship. You are, you, are, you are God over the situation as well. To be honest, right, like, you know, when Ignite Church, let's, let's be real, um, it's very, very easy, you know, to praise God. Like, your voice can be very loud um, when things are going your way. Very easy. 
you know, you praise God, can praise God for hours on end. But when things are not going your way in the difficult times, when you're experiencing difficult challenges, I know I, I don't always feel like praising God, right? Um, it, it takes extra effort for you to actually um, praise God in those situations. But I tell you what, praising God when things are not going your way is a sacrifice. Praising God in a storm is what you know, the Bible refers to as a sacrifice of praise, right? You haven't seen the answer. Things are still not going your way, but you choose to focus on God. You choose to focus on his character. You choose to focus on his person and what he has done in, in your life in time past and to trust him and to praise him regardless. And as you choose to focus on God, this type of praise, this sacrifice of praise, sacrificial praise gets heaven's attention every time and it changes the equation for you. Why? Because when you're praising God, remember, you are building a throne where God can come and take his place. And when God takes his place, that changes the equation in, in, in your favor. So, when God is in the picture, it's no longer a fair fight. Things that didn't, you know, respond to you before, maybe two or three days ago, when God comes on the scene, impossibilities become possible. Doors that were shut against you in time past begin to bust open without you even, you know, praying as hard as you did. Why? Because God is on the scene. God is by your side now. Situation they've told you, oh, don't worry about that one. Like, you know, that one, there's no way. Just, you know, look for something else. Uh, uh, forget about it, right? Uh, there's nobody that that thing has happened to that has ever recovered. But then God shows up on the scene and makes a way where people have said there is no way. And Jeremiah 20 verse 11 becomes your testimony. Jeremiah 20 11 NLT, it says, but the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Right? You know, you praise God, God comes, inhabits your praise, now you are with God. God is standing beside you. You have the manifold presence of God with you. And he continues to say, before him my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. Whatsoever cannot defeat God cannot defeat you. Because now remember the story of the ant and the elephant? Now you are on the shoulder of God. So it is God that is moving. So things, obstacles that were standing in your way before, they have to give way. He continues to say, they will fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. So wherever it is, they've planned, you know, sorrow, they've planned, they're expecting bad news, um, they've finished, they've concluded it. When God shows up on the scene, he turns the situation around for, to your favor. And he says, instead of shame for you, the dishonor of those that are planning evil against you will never be forgotten. It will be epic. And, you know, the sacrifice of praise is irresistible to God. Jehoshaphat in, um, you know, Second Chronicles 20, um, I want us to look at the case study, right, of a battle that was won by praise and thanksgiving. And it's the story of Jehoshaphat. Uh, it's from Second Chronicles, um, from, it's chapter 20, right? We read from verse 1, to up to about 29, but we're not reading everything. Like you can read it when you get home. 
But I just want to pick up you know, some um, very important uh, uh, um, lessons from this um, verse of scripture. So I don't have it on my slide, so again, please indulge me. Open up your Bible, right? You know, if you have your phone, um, it's very easy these days. Um, open up your Bible and you know, see what the word of God says. Verse 20, it says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. So this is three nations coming together to fight against Israel. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Azazon Tama. So what this report is more or less saying is this great multitude, these three nations that have come together to fight against you, they are coming against you and it's too late. Because why? They are already in Azazon Tama. They are, they are very close by. There is nothing you can do about it. Right? So this, this defeat, you know, this calamity that is coming upon you is inevitable. So what did Jehoshaphat do? Verse 3. It says, and Jehoshaphat feared. And I want us to take a pause here for a minute, right? You know, the emotion he felt here was that of fear. So it's, it's, it's okay, like, you know, when we're going through challenges or we get a report that is not so good, it's okay, like, you know, to feel some emotions, right? To feel disappointed, to feel sad. But we cannot afford to stay there. What Jehoshaphat did, he feared, right? And what did he do next? He set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek God. So they came together to pray, right? They came together to pray, and let's jump to verse 5 and see, like, how did Jehoshaphat pray? Verse 5 says, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our Father, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? See what he's doing there? You know, praising God, casting down his own, his own crown before, before God, saying, yes, I'm in this position as king, but you are the king of kings. You are the ruler of all the nations. And in your hand is there not power and might? It says, I might be powerless against these people, but God, I know that in your hand there is power and might. So this is in praising God for who God is. And it says, there's no one is able to withstand you. Verse 7 says, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Now is recounting the goodness of God in the life of the Israelites. It's going back and giving God thanks, like for driving the inhabitants out, for giving the land to, to, to the people of God. So that is not, you know, you can think like, oh, that's not the issue. The issue is like, you know, there are people at his doorstep trying to kill him. But that does not excuse you coming and observing the palace protocol. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And he continued, and they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster,
If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Verse 10. And now, here... Um, sorry, let's skip to um, verse 15 uh, quickly. God spoke through Jezreel, right? In verse 15. Um, hear God's answer. It says, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for this battle is not yours but God's. So now, these three nations planned to come and fight against Jehoshaphat. But now God's in the equation. They didn't factor this in, in their planning. So it says, tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the accent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. And you will not need to fight this battle. This battle that looks like you know, an insurmountable task, task for Jehoshaphat. Three nations coming together against him, and it's too late for him to plan. They are almost, you know, they are almost upon him. God is saying that this will be the easiest battle he has ever fought. Why? Because he praised and he thanked God before making his request. So let's see what they did. Let's skip to verse 20, right? So God said, go down against them, but you're not going to fight. So verse 20 says, they rose up early in the morning and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Um, verse 21, it says, and then he consulted with the people. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and we should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out, the army were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Verse 22 says, now when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. How did this happen? says, the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. Remember, they came together. <laughs> and, they, and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another on the platform of praise and thanksgiving. Verse 24, it gets better. It says, when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and there, there were dead bodies, you know, falling in the earth. No one had escaped. Verse 25, when Jehoshaphat and the people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelries, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And there were three days of gathering the spoils because there was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Berekat, for they had blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the valley of you know, Berekat until this day. See, their victory was secured through praise. And the 
the, the thing about this victory, like, you know, the victory that God secures for us is, uh, it, it's not, God doesn't do narrow escapes, right? It would have been a major, major testimony if, you know, they just managed to escape and maybe, you know, one, one, one of the, the countries backed out, right? And, and, you know, they couldn't go ahead. But no, the victory was resounding. And God took what the enemy had planned for evil. And people that heard and knew about this war, they knew for sure that, you know, yeah, given like, by this time tomorrow, there will be no nation of Israel again. They are done for. But God didn't just save them for the evil. He turned the situation around so they could benefit from it. It says what they recovered was so much, much more than they could carry away. So they went from fraying for their life. They went from being doomed to die to going into another level of financial prosperity. I pray for you that as you praise God, as you thank God, as you, you know, engage in praise, you know, starting from today and in this season, I pray that what the enemy meant for evil for you, God will turn it around for good in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Number three, how do we express gratitude to God? Number three is testifying of his goodness. And um, the verse of scripture for this is Psalm 22, verse 22. It says, I will praise you to all my brothers. I will stand up before the congregation and testify of the wonderful things you have done. Our testimonies inspire faith in other people. One of the ways we can express gratitude to God is by sharing our testimony, by testifying of the goodness of God to other people. When God does something for you, don't be afraid to share your testimony. You know, God doesn't want you to keep quiet. God has blessed you so that you can be a blessing to other people. God wants other people to hear your testimony and be inspired. You've been trusting God for such a long time for, you know, gainful employment, for example. And God does it finally. Um, share that testimony with the household of faith. Share it with people. Let them know so that someone else that is trusting God and they're almost at the verge of giving up. When they hear your testimony, they can say, yes, you know, God is still in the business of doing miracles. It's not when you have a testimony, like, you know, when you've been praying and, you know, everyone, like every, anybody you know, you've told everyone and their mother, you know, to pray for you. Like, you know, you've given prayer points to everybody and then you get a job or you get the miracle, you get the house, you get, you know, whatever it is, you know, you get healed, um, you know, and then... You go like, yeah, I, I don't really like people up in my business like that. That is not the will of God. That is not, you know, that is not showing that you are grateful to God for what he has done for you. Some people even go like, you know, a step further, you know, even when they don't share, um, take like in the case for a job, for example, maybe they took an exam or, you know, steps... Steps they took, you know, to get the gift from employment, like we're praying and stuff. Some, someone approaches them and says, oh, how did you actually, you know, do this thing? Like, how did you get a job in this company? How did you get a job in this field? And, you know, they go, ah, you know, it's very difficult to, like, I don't think you can do it. Like, really? That, that's not, like, you know, that, that's, that's the world's way of doing things. The kingdom of God is not a place where, you know, one person stays up there and, you know, we all, like, you know, ail them and stuff, Right? God is not a respecter of person. 
persons, right? If he did it for you, he can do it for everyone else. If they follow the same principles and pay the same sacrifice that you paid, right? Um, so the reason why God has blessed you and given you that testimony is for you to encourage and lift up other people. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not you know, asking you to, um, you know, just carelessly tell, you know, everyone about, you know, what is going on in your life, what's going on in your life, right? You know, there are people that you should avoid, you know, telling things to um, absolutely. Like, I, I, I totally understand that. And, you know, one of, one of the categories of people that I would strongly encourage if you have someone like that in your life, you know, to avoid is people who are very quick to downplay your testimony. Right? You tell someone that, oh, yeah, I just became a permanent resident. Um, you know, I've been trusting God for this. You know, I've been so worried throughout my, uh, you know, time in school, you know, thinking about how this was going to happen, but finally God did it. And they go, yeah, like, you, you studied nursing, right? But, oh, yeah, yeah, I studied nursing. Like, yeah, you know, what happened was during the pandemic, um, like, you know, there was shortage of nurses and stuff like that. So I think, you know, it was just a reasonable thing for the government to do, right? Like, like really? Like, if you don't have anything to say, just, just shut up. And, like, sorry, yeah, just... People like that, just avoid them. Because the truth is, regardless of what they profess to be, like, you know, that, that they're Christians, the truth is, their faith is not in God. They, 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 they have, you know, they figured it all out for themselves, right? They can explain everything that has happened in their lives, like they have nothing to be grateful for. And that attitude is born out of pride. And the Bible has nothing good to say about pride. In fact, it says, you know, God himself resists the proud. So please, I beg you, avoid people like that. Um, thank you. Telling others of goodness of God and how he has blessed our lives is one way to express our gratitude to God. And I know it's interesting to know that here at you know, Ignite Church or our parent church, House of Praise, um, you can always send your testimonies. Um, I think the, the email is good news at houseofpraise.ca, right? So you can take note of that, good news at houseofpraise.ca, because I'm very confident in God that I'm going to have a ton of testimonies to share in this season in Jesus' name. And we share your testimonies um, in a way that maintains confidentiality, but still glorifies God, right? So, you know, we don't tell people your name and, 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 and you know, all of those personal information. We give that out. Um, but we still encourage people who hear those testimonies and, you know, they are inspired. You know, it bears faith in them. And we've heard testimonies like that where someone said, oh, you know, I heard about somebody's testimony and I keyed into the principles that they followed and, you know, it produced the same results. So, testifying of the goodness of God is one way that we express our gratitude to God. Uh, number four is seven. Uh, seven. Uh, service. First uh, Peter 4, verse 10. It says, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Right? So, whatever gifts that you have, <clears throat> whatever it is you're good at, um, if you acknowledge that, you know, this is something that God gave to you as a gift, you did nothing to earn it, then you'll be able to express your gratitude to God by using it to serve in, this, in his kingdom and serve other people. You know, here at Ignite Church, like, I think there's always, uh, if you check on the app, you know, there's always opportunity 
um, you know, for you to you know, fill the form, you know, for you to volunteer um, to serve God, right? And I will encourage everyone here, uh, even if you can't do like, you know, every Sunday, just you know, look for something that you can do in the house of God. Look for something that you can engage in uh, as a form of you just you know, saying, God, thank you for giving me this gift. Don't just stand on the stand line and say, yeah, um, you know, look at what they did, look at how they, how, they, how they organized that event. I was so poor, I can do a better job than that. Then fill the form. Yeah, fill the form. You can do a better job than that. Absolutely, fill the form, join the workforce, um, and, and use that talent that God has given you to serve and leave the ministry of criticism, right? You know, you can hand over the, um, you know, the HOD title to somebody else. Just, you know, serve God. And, and the thing about serving God is you can stay on the sideline and criticize other people and say, hey, they're not even doing it properly or I can do a better job than that. But the thing is, they're in the game. They're in it. And God, God can bless, you know, God blesses people. But another dimension is God rewards people. So when people serve, what they get as a reward from God on the platform of service, you see it and you want to approach God like, oh God, yeah, I, I want this too. But you haven't done anything. You haven't served. You know, you haven't you know, served God with your time. You didn't serve God with your talent. So I encourage you, please find a way to serve. Um, you know, be it prayer, you know, whatever departments that are available, um, you know, fill the form. Um, they will contact you. They will go through the administrative stuff. Um, make sure you're serving wherever you find yourself. Not just Ignite Church, not just, um, you know, wherever you find yourself, um, you know, in the world. Make sure you find a Bible-believing church, uh, as PWA will always, you know, um, encourage us to do, and look for how you can serve. And once you start serving, as it says, never stop serving. Number five is remembering God. Remembering God. And that is from Proverbs 3, 6, the living Bible. It says, in everything you do, put God first, and it will direct you and crown your effort with success. The priority you place on God and the things of God, you know, really tells us, you know, if you appreciate him or not. Right? So if you know that all you are, you know, where you are right now is as a result of God's grace is, you know, God has helped you to get where you are, right? Then you will remember him in all that you do. Like in all your planning, when you wake up in the morning, you acknowledge that God, you are my source, right? My, my job is not my source. Uh, my business is not my source. You are my source. And it has pleased you to bless me with these things that I have. And if I'm to get to where I need to be in life, in destiny, I need you to get there as well. And that would force us to, you know, remembering and, 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 you know, proactively including, like, it becomes our priority. It, it wouldn't be an afterthought. Remembering God requires, you know, you to, yes, you plan, but you take your plans to God and submit them, you know, under the wing of God. You don't just, you know, rely on your understanding and say, yeah, I have it all figured out. And then you wait until something happens and life asks you a question you can't answer, and then you come back to God as your, as your last option. In everything you do, put God first, and it will direct you and crown your effort with success in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm, um, Matthew 6.33 says, but first and, for, first and most importantly, aim 
art, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will also be given to you. So when you prioritize God, all the other things that you, know, you are chasing or other people are chasing after will be given to you on the platform of you know, expressing your gratitude to God by remembering him and prioritizing his kingdom. And I pray that that will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So in conclusion, um, everything I've just said, like, you know, like, um, you know, gratitude, expressing gratitude to God, ways to express gratitude to God, you know, through prayer, uh, um, you know, through singing praises to God, through serving, um, it's, it's impossible. Like, you can't pray to God if you don't have a relationship with God. Uh, you can't sing praises to him without a, a personal relationship with God. A relationship with Jesus Christ transforms us into a joyful, positive, and grateful soul. So I want to give somebody an opportunity here. Uh, if you're listening, um, you're watching online, or you're here on site, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and you, you, you're saying to yourself today that you want that relationship, you want to know Jesus, you want to enter into a relationship with him, you want the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in, on the inside of you, I'll have the, you know, the, the most amazing honor to say that prayer with you um, this afternoon and lead you to Christ. Um, all you have to do is just place your hand on your chest. Um, you know, it's, there is nothing, um, it's not complex at all. Like a few seconds, we say a prayer, and that's it, you're saved. It doesn't matter what hand. Um, if you're saying to yourself, I, I want to give my life to Christ, well, I've done this before at one point or the other, but I've not lived my life in a way that is pleasing to God. You know, I've gone back to my old ways. You know that you, know, you are no longer, you know, things are no longer right with God. Uh, I just want you to place your hand on your chest and let's pray together this afternoon. See, the amazing thing is uh, there's nothing to be ashamed about. There is nothing to be shy about because heaven actually celebrates every soul that returns to God. So it doesn't matter who is watching. In fact, if they are wise, they would have made this decision at one point in their life as well. So if your hand is on your chest, um, I'll just say that prayer with you. If you are here um, on site, um, you can join me in front here. Let's pray together. Uh, I can come down and pray with you. If you're here, just come out. Let's say that prayer together. Okay. So if you're online and you're watching and you, know, you want to say that prayer, just place your hand on your chest and say these words after me and mean it with all of your heart. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I believe that you died for me and on the third day, you rose again. Come into my life, Lord Jesus, and give me the grace to live a life that is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you said that prayer. Um, I want you to, um, you know, on, on the chat, on the YouTube chat, just click on the link that will pop up there. Complete um, the form. It's for us to send you some materials to help you to get started on this journey um, that you have embarked on today. Congratulations and God bless you. Let's rise to our feet.
Um, quickly, um, I know we're out of time, but I just want us to take like, you know, two minutes. Um, there's a song, you know, when we talk about, you know, raising God and raising Jesus in our praise and, you know, God being enthroned in our praises. There is a song called um, uh, Jesus Be Enthroned You um, by Don Moran. I just want us to sing that song. Um, Atan, so if you can help me. Um, I want us to sing that song for like two minutes. And I want you, like after that song, in your own words, just thank God. Say something, um, you know, look for something that you can thank God for, no matter what it is you're going through. Just appreciate him. Focus on that situation that, you know, things aren't going that well, and find something to thank him for in the midst of it. Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you begin to just thank God exalt him for who he is thank him for his goodness thank him for his faithfulness whatever the situation you're trusting God for just you know thank him that you are even alive right um, it's because we're alive that we can look forward to a wonderful future with a happy ending it is to he who is joined to the living that there is hope Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. The fact that you are alive today, you have a lot to be thankful to God for. Just appreciate him, thank him. Say something only you can say to him. You know what he has brought you through. You know what he has done for you. Nobody else can worship him like you. Nobody else can give him praise like you. Come on, make sure you're offering God your praise. Father, I worship you. Thank you for Give you all the glory, Jesus. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for being a good, good, good father to me. Thank you for your faithfulness in my life. Thank you for your faithfulness in my family. Thank you, O oh God, Heavenly Father, for food on my table. Thank you, O oh God, Heavenly Father, because I have bread in my mouth. Thank you for good health. I worship you. I give you all the glory. There is none like you, Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Amen. You may be seated.